Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Top Story, where we look back at the BRICS summit in South Africa's commercial capital Johannesburg. I'm your host Qi Zhu. The 15th BRICS summit is the first in-person gathering of the leaders for over three years, and the first to be held in Africa for five years. The debate over enlargement was one of the top issues at the three-day summit. On the final day, it was announced that the leaders from BRICS countries have decided to welcome Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates as new members of the group. Chinese President Xi Jinping has hailed the progress, saying the expansion is a new starting point for BRICS cooperation. This membership expansion is historic. It shows. The determination of BRICS countries for unity and cooperation with the broader developing countries it meets the expectation of the international community and the common interests of emerging market countries and developing countries. The expansion is also a new starting point for BRICS cooperation. It will bring. New vigor to the BRICS cooperation mechanism, further strengthen the force for world peace and development. The six countries' membership will take effect on January 1st. As a result of the expansion, the bloc will account for 35% of the global GDP, with nearly half of the world's population. Zhao Yunfei has details from Johannesburg. In President Xi's speech. He said that、uh, during the BRICS summit,、uh, all five member states, leaders of the all five member states, have talked about a、uh, current issue that addressing the world today. He said that all the five nations have played an important role to the world's peaceful development, and the recruitment of the new members is very historical movement, and that will further unite、uh, the developing countries and will also provide more impetus. To the economy, especially among the BRICS members. That was Zhao Yunfei reporting from Johannesburg. Meanwhile, CGTN host Tian Wei sat down with Round B, chief editor of South Africa's Mail and Guardian, to discuss the summit outcome. Excitement、yeah. in the air. I was at the press conference before running、yeah. into our studio、yes. today. You could feel people are excited about what the results is because earlier people wonder whether there will be really that much result, and it happened. It did happen. This is a, the whole group breaks. I mean, since 2018, our president has been pushing for the expansion of breaks. So this is huge, and just for himself,、uh, himself within the South African context. So it's a. Bricks plus six grouping now. It's very、mm-hmm. exciting for us to see that shift in where, where Bricks can go.、Mm. Yeah. And the Chinese president also during his delivery of remarks,、uh, yeah. conclusion remarks, he talked about this、uh, Bricks summit has bring、uh, so much in terms of Bricks cooperation and the consensus strong and the uh, trustful uh, uh, relationship、uh, among the Bricks members. Yeah, this is. I think if you look at the the original five. There is an alignment in terms of the global south and just where they stand in terms of their development. So there always was some alignment. I mean, our histories are different amongst those five general nations, but there was some sort of shift that, that the, the, the world as it operated was kind of unfair to smaller emerging market countries like South Africa itself. So leveraging off Chinese strength in particular, and now a growing India, was always a chance that the global south gets a new voice. So this is just a continuation of that, and more,、uh, I guess. 
a shift from the world of old, the Cold War era Indeed. after World War II. This is a, a different era now where the Global South has a voice finally on the global Not stage. Not only has a voice, yeah. but has a stronger it's, voice now. Mm, mm. Now, take a look at the expansion, mm. five members, uh, mm. uh, the expansion, yeah. uh, rather six. Uh, yeah. uh, you have uh, Egypt and Ethiopia, mm. both coming from the African continent. Yeah, these are huge economies. Ethiopia has always been a closed economy, but there's 80 million odd people there. So we've known for a long time that within to unlock Africa's growth potential, Ethiopia is important. Egypt as well, much another major economy on the on the African continent. I think Nigeria at some point needs to join us, join the party. But these are the key economies to unlocking just what 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 is Africa, Latin America, and Asia, the new the world's new growth frontier. So. Getting Ethiopia in, I think, was a big score. Getting them yeah. to open up that economy. Right. There's an Africa Free Trade Agreement that just recently started. So these are all the key tenements to unlocking the potential of Africa. As from well. Latin America, yeah. Argentina, yeah. Uh, from the Middle East, yes. we have Iran yes. and Saudi Arabia, mm. UAE. Mm. These are all important countries on the global supply chain. And you could also argue on the global cooperation for industrialization updates. Oh, yeah, yeah. you can see Saudi Arabia and UAE, I think, for energy and stuff with, with regards to... Uh, are key tenements. And new so, energy too, and as new they energy, are enticing and they are about pushing, that idea, yeah. indeed. And you see, I mean, South Africa, I don't know, you've been here for the past week, we still have load shedding, so there is energy issues across these emerging market countries, so getting them involved in our, in our situation is very important. Argentina, long struggling economy, in itself needs to break away from its dependence, I guess, on, on the right. dollar. Yeah, and right now, yeah. as we know, during this year's summit, mm. specifically talking about developing countries, Global South, in need of industrialization, yeah. Yeah. not just infrastructure anymore. Yeah. So looking at the new members, mm. uh, in addition to the original five members, we are seeing a very well-developed uh, global supply chain and global industrialization chain yes. as mm. well. This is really amazing. Yeah, this is true. Like, for the longest part, I'm, I'm talking on Africa's case, we've been raw materials. That's about it getting out the continent and we importing finished products. So there has been almost a maturity, a graduation as well in the conversation on the continent about, about these trade relations. And I think amongst these uh, different partners, there'll be a, a better understanding right. of just what Africa needs, uh, almost a better deal for Africa and a better deal for Latin America and dealing with and Asia as well, which are again right. the growth frontiers of the world. Indeed. Yeah. The Chinese president has yes. been talking about the unity, but also at the same time he mentioned that this is going to be a a uh, new starting point with new vigor. Now, uh, not only looking at the um, uh, new members, the expansion, but also the use of local currency. Mm. Earlier, the president mm. of the New Development Bank, mm. uh, Doma Rousseff, mm. has already made very clear mm. that that idea is not only being discussed, but mm. actively. So leading up to 2024, the summit then, mm. what do you see as the most important points in terms of how this idea will be discussed and be practiced already yeah. among the members. I know that India and uh, I think that in India and Saudi Arabia, UAE already trade in local currency. So there are there are there is experimentation happening on a smaller level. So I can imagine, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, UAE is a much bigger economy than South Africa. So yes. that can be an easy opportunity. But it is a chance just to I guess diversify away from the US dollar in South Africa's case. That was chief editor of South Africa's Mail and Guardian speaking with CGTN's host Tian Wei on the outcome of the BRICS summit. For Egypt's inclusion in the group, Abdel Amaruki walks us through the implications 
and what this membership means for the country. It is a relief for the Egyptian country and the government specifically. Um, the plans to join BRICS has been uh, in um, extreme implementation and care through which President Abdel Fattah Sisi himself has been following up and trying to make sure that this milestone uh, for Egypt's diplomatic and economic relations would be achieved. Uh, through this membership, Egyptian uh, businessmen, the um, government and uh, all um, business-related communities have been looking forward to that, which will support the Egyptian industries in finding bigger and new markets. It will also boost bilateral economic cooperation, through which, for example, we have countries like Russia and China having their own industrial complexes here in Egypt, right at um, the Suez Canal, a part of the, the Suez Canal developmental um, zone. And this is particularly one of the vital sectors that Egypt will be contributing with um, to um, support and be part, an influential part of um, the BRICS blocks. Uh, that's also besides the financial benefits that Egypt uh, has been already seeing, um, the beginning of which when Egypt earlier this year joined the new development bank of the BRICS uh, block as an alternative source uh, for state financing and establishing a new financing system. It also uh, improves bilateral trade. Many of um, these countries have been, like Russia and China as well, have been in talks with Egypt um, to um, create some part of that bilateral trade volume between them in local currencies. So that will also be another step to boost um, such cooperation and having trade in currencies uh, much less um, stressful to the economy uh, in comparison to the US dollars uh, as well. Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi and Prime Minister Mustafa Madbouli, who was in South Africa, by the way, to represent Egypt's delegation, both were talking about new plans for the country to add some 3 million acres of agricultural land to give Egypt a boost in its agriculture and raw material production, which is also a vital step for Egypt's contribution to the system. That's beside, of course, uh, what benefits and investments Egypt will be expecting from the bloc into its own land. So this is a win-win situation. Another um, example of the positivity for developing countries uniting, for them supporting and for boosting South-to-South -South, um, cooperation in general. It's a win-win. And definitely with initiatives like the Belt and Road Initiative, put together as a massive um, global initiative. All of this serves these economies and will help these countries in their new unified format. Adding six countries to the six to the BRICS block is a huge um, step and the implications of which doesn't seem to be anything else but positive. That was Abdel Al-Maruki on Egypt's BRICS membership. The BRICS New Development Bank has issued its first RAND-denominated bond in the international market. This was the bank's first local currency bond to be issued in South Africa, and it was oversubscribed. The NDB got over 2.5 billion rand, or about 79 million US dollars, in bids. Sumitra Maidu has more from South Africa. It was no surprise that the first Tsar bond auction attracted plenty of interest as over 40 countries clamoured to join the BRICS grouping. Investor sentiment is driven by the geopolitical environment. Uh, if we see what is happening in the world and how uh, the multilateral system has actually, in a way, failed the global south, then you can imagine that there's a lot of interest in BRICS, and that is why we see those amounts of countries wanting to join BRICS. And I think that sentiment then also spills over in terms of uh, interest in what the new development 
Development Bank is doing and other assets apart from those ones that are only seen as your typical uh, US dollar uh, issuers. The bank auctioned off two bonds, a five-year note at one billion rand and a 500 million rand three-year note. The overwhelming support gave the bank an opportunity to up its trade to 1.5 billion rand. Over 70% was taken up by international investors, with the rest by local banks. It's very exciting, but I think what, what, what I like most is now they've put away, uh, let's say, three and five-year debt. That, that debt can now be issued to South Africa for project funding in rands. And the big thing then, you don't run all this US dollar uh, currency risk because if you borrow in US dollars and you've got to pay 5% or whatever on that and the rand goes from 16 to 19 to the dollar, it really causes pain. If you can denominate it in rands, that's great. Second prize is probably to denominate it in a currency that's more linked to, to your currency. The new development bank was established back in 2014 to raise financing for infrastructure and sustainable development and really become an alternative lending institution for other emerging markets. That was Sumitra Naidu reporting from Johannesburg. Officials and experts agree that BRICS has elevated the status of developing countries and emerging markets in the international arena. They believe it is becoming increasingly appealing for countries that advocate multilateralism and seek win-win cooperation. Director Sauchuk Tolokolo at the Turkish Center for Asia-Pacific Studies in Ankara has acknowledged China's role within BRICS. China is a very important country in, the, in, the, in, in BRICS, uh, largest economy in BRICS also. Uh, and also China initiated very important uh, initiatives uh, within the BRICS. Turkey at least wants to join uh, some BRICS initiatives like uh, the Lean Development Bank, for example, because with the help of uh, BRICS Bank, uh, BRICS uh, have a chance to deliver some economic advantages to its members and also cooperative countries. Other experts say China's achievements in poverty alleviation and space exploration have inspired many other developing countries to become members of the BRICS grouping. Global warming and climate change are two of the most pressing issues of the world today. To reduce carbon emissions, South African Trade and Industry Minister Ibrahim Patel has invited BRICS countries to partner on its green hydrogen ambitions. The country aims to leverage its unique geographical advantages to be a leader in green hydrogen and renewable energy development. South Africa is already collaborating with BRICS and other African nations on various energy projects. Sumitra Naidu has more. Countries across the globe are scrambling to secure cleaner energy sources. South Africa has ambitious plans to plug this gap. South Africa, like the rest of Africa, is well positioned to become leaders in green hydrogen. A feasibility study found green hydrogen could add up to 8.8 billion US dollars to South Africa's GDP by 2050. One of the biggest advantages is South Africa's vast platinum reserves. There's a particular focus on skills development and training in South Africa's hydrogen roadmap. This would involve synergies and partnerships amongst Africa and the BRICS nations with opportunities for youth. That was Sumitra Naidu reporting. And with that, we end this special edition of The Top Story. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. 
We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Sijit. Thank you for listening.